0: Ecclesiastes is saying a great deal about wisdom. Tonight we look at the usefulness of wisdom. One could get the impression from what has been said, uh, not so much last week, but the weeks previous to that, that uh, wisdom is of little value or little worth. Ecclesiastes 9.11, You remember it states, again I saw that under the sun, the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to the intelligent, nor favor to those with knowledge, but time and chance happen to all. And last week we looked at that element that time happens to all. It's an explanation of why are these things happening to me? It's not an exhaustive explanation by any means, but we can anticipate that at various stages and times in our lives, we're going to go through certain trials and difficulties. Word of God tells us there's a time to be born, there's a time to die. There's a time to plant, there's a time to pluck up what is planted. There's a time to kill, there's a time to heal. There's a time to break down, there's a time to build up. There's a time to weep, there's a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn, there's a time to dance. There's a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. There's a time to gather together. There's a time to cast away. There are periods of time for all the events in life. So I can expect certain things to happen just because of the period of life that I'm in. As we get older, our bodies break down. Ecclesiastes 12 has a great deal to say concerning that. And then it said that Chance happens to all, and that is uh, used in a very broad sense. We pointed out last week that the verses prior to that talking about God's sovereignty, but uh, life looks like there are just no reason, just happenstance. Things happen, and we found out that things happen both to the uh, righteous and to the unrighteous, those that pray, those that don't pray, that uh, just because we Uh, living our life for God doesn't mean that we are wrapped in a bubble and that we don't have any of the same problems that other people have. Well, as you work through that, it can seem as though there's very little value in making wise choices. It seems as though whatever happens, you're going to get old and you're going to have problems. Or there's really no difference between those that live wisely and unwisely. So tonight we start looking at the human responsibility side of the coin and we focus on the aspect that wisdom does indeed have value. Much of what we're going to look at tonight is common sense. It doesn't need an awful lot of explanation. Uh, It's not hard, it's not difficult. It's just reminding us of very simple basic truths at this point almost reads like the farmer's almanac or uh, the sayings of uh, Benjamin Franklin. These are pithy little ideas and yet they are very true. So we begin by looking at number one, wisdom knows how to respond to foolishness and leadership. Keep your cool when people in authority are upset with you, Ecclesiastes 10.4. If the anger of the ruler rises against you, do not leave your place, for calmness will lay great offenses to rest. Uh, kind of reminds me of the proverb, a soft answer, turn away wrath. So if you have a person in authority who's upset with you and, and uh, uh, is finding fault, it'll pass. It'll pass. Uh, and so it says, in essence, hang in there. Do not leave your place. Don't give up. Don't quit, for calmness will lay great offenses to rest. Uh, that uh, if you just wait it out, it'll go away. It'll get better. All too often, those in authority do not make wise decisions in those whom they exalt. Because he asked 10, 5, 6, and 7. There is an evil that I've seen under the sun, as it were an error proceeding from the ruler. Folly is set in many high places, and the rich sit in low places. I've seen slaves on horses and princes walking on the ground like slaves. And the idea there is that there is a lack of judgment in the one that's promoted and the one that is demoted. Uh, you certainly may encounter that at work. You may be passed by for a promotion. Uh, you may not be rewarded for the time and the effort that you put in. Somebody else who's a slackered Seems to advance and get ahead. And you see all these injustices. Uh, the wise person understands that that's how, that's how life often works. And we need to take that into consideration. And then it moves on to these pithy ideas of wisdom helps a person to succeed. Ecclesiastes ten ten: If the iron is blunt, one does not sharpen the edge. He must use more strength. But wisdom helps one. Succeed, And that is the idea of accomplishing one's goal, of being able to actually do what one intends. So here, first of all, wisdom sees potential danger. He who digs a pit will fall into it. Uh, These are parallel, and so I'm just going to be reading what's in bold uh, so you can see the parallelism. He who digs a pit will fall into it. He who quarries stones is hurt by them, And he who split logs is endangered by them. This passage is gonna talk about risk in a number of different ways. Wisdom understands that life is dangerous and it takes into consideration. When you're digging a pit, it's wise to put a fence around it. It's not smart to be standing on its very edge and looking down into it. It recognizes that you can fall. He who quarries stones is hurt by them. Now, whether that stone would fall upon you, whether that stone would uh, be too heavy for one to lift, there's all kinds of ways in which life is dangerous, and one's work needs to be considered. He who splits logs is endangered by them. Uh, I don't think there were log splitters uh, in uh, the Old Testament, but uh, swinging an axe can be a dangerous thing, and uh, that. Axe head can fall off, Uh, if you're not careful, you can cut yourself with that ax, you can miss the mark and hit your leg, or that piece of wood that you're trying to split can fly up into your face. Uh, You need to exercise caution. Wisdom exercises caution. Wisdom exercises a, a recognition of danger. So we live our lives with our eyes wide open. We don't just take a fatalistic view. We don't just say whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. No, we take precautions. We wear seat belts. We do things that try to alleviate some of the dangerous situations we find ourselves in. Secondly, wisdom makes work go easier. If the iron is blunt and one does not sharpen the edge, he must use more strength. doesn't take a lot of wisdom to figure that one out, right? If you have a blunt instrument and you're trying to uh, cut something, it doesn't go as well as if you sharpen it. Uh, Wisdom plans ahead. He who digs a pit will fall into it. A serpent will bite him who breaks through a wall. And then down at the end, if the serpent bites before it is charmed, there's no advantage to the charmer. And you've all seen snake charmers, uh, pictures of uh, individuals playing uh, recorders and they're swaying back and forth, and the cobra is going back and forth. Well, if the charmer is setting up all his apparatus and getting ready to charm the snake and uh, mishandles the snake before he even gets started and bites, well, the whole purpose goes up in smoke. So you want to be sure that you don't fail before you start. So you plan ahead, you plan ahead. You take time to think about how you're going to accomplish a task. It's not just about snake charming, it's about all aspects of life. You just don't fly by the seat of your pants. You just don't say, it doesn't really matter, but just stop, you think you plan, you anticipate, and you go forward. Wisdom works smarter, not harder. That's very close to B. And so I cite the same example. If iron is blunt, one does not sharpen the edge, you must use more strength. But, and this is really the second half, but wisdom helps one to succeed. And then again in 1015, the toil of a fool wearies him, for he does not know the way to the city. Here is this person uh, working hard at trying to get to the city, but he doesn't know the way, doesn't know the way. Um, Before GPSs, before GPSs, when you had to read a map, and those maps were not very detailed, and you were trying to get somewhere, you had one or two choices. You could just follow your nose and kind of guess where you are headed, or you could stop and ask for directions. That's an old, old, old school. But wisdom stops and asks for directions. The fool will get tired by just trying to figure themselves things out for themselves. So you can broaden that into a whole lot of areas in life so that uh, the fool uh, doesn't appreciate experience isn't teachable won't follow instruction is dead set on doing things their own way of fulfilling their own purpose they won't submit to instruction they won't submit to experience Uh, they will simply set out for the city and they'll grow tired they'll grow weary because they don't succeed, or it's taking them 10 times as long to get there as it should. Wisdom will take heed. Then, wisdom causes people to guard their tongue. The tongue of the fool will be his or her downfall. Ecclesiastes ten twelve. The words of wise men's mouth will win him favor, but the lips of a fool will consume him. Uh, it'll be his downfall, it'll be his ruining. The more a fool speaks, the worse it gets. Ecclesiastes 10, 13, the beginning of the words of his mouth is foolishness, and the end of his talk is evil madness. So you can see the progression. He starts off talking foolishly and ends up with evil madness. He ends up with that as actually destructive. And there the idea I think is primarily it's destructive to the hearer. What he begins to say is not of value. At the end, it is actually harmful. Where the fool does not know what he or she does not know. 10.14. A fool multiplies words, though no man knows what is to be, and who can tell him what will be after him? It's always helpful to know what you don't know. Some people deem themselves as experts in everything, and they are quick to wax eloquent. They're quick to tell you what to do and how to do it whether they know how or not. Again, this is an aspect of being teachable, uh, of uh, following those with experience, but uh, the fool just keeps speaking. They just keep rattling on and on, talking about things that are beyond their scope, beyond their experience, beyond their knowledge, and they keep talking even though they don't know about what they're talking and then primarily and specifically at the end of verse uh, 14 the man knows what is to be and who can tell him what will be after him uh, there is an element of braggadociousness of which people will brag about what they're going to do in the future uh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that and they don't know, they don't know what the future holds, they don't know what is going to happen uh, so it's a, a way of talking about being humble, of not speaking about what we don't know is going to happen in the future. Number four, wisdom understands the benefits of wisdom itself. Now more specifically, wisdom understands the benefits of experience and decision making. Ecclesiastes 10, 16 and 17. Woe to you, O land, when your king is a child and your princes feast in the morning. Happy are you, O land, when your king is the son of nobility and your princes feast at the proper time for strength and not for drunkenness. Not to be offensive, but uh, you know, the scripture says, uh, King James uh, do not despise the hoary head. That's uh, talking about people who are gray-headed. Don't, don't despise people because they have gray hair. Don't look down upon them because they're old. Value their wisdom. Value their experience. And it says, "Woe, O land, when your king is a child. In uh, extreme youth. Uh, somehow in life there has to be a balance. And what I'm about to say to you is going to be offensive to many. But if you're my age, you can relate to this statement. In fact, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay? Children should be seen and not heard. How many have heard that statement? Okay? Uh, That's how I was brought up. Okay, you sit, you listen (laughs) to the conversation, uh, learn from from the adults. I think that's an overstatement, okay? I think we should involve children in the the conversation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But in our age, uh, it's many times the the children that are taking the forefront. Uh, They are the ones that are planning even uh, what we should do with the environment, how we should tackle world peace. And 10-year-olds are being interviewed as to how to do such things. There's a balance. There's a balance in life. And this is talking about the wisdom of balance and what happens if you despise experience. Verse 17, happy are you, O land, when your king is the nobility. Your princes feast at the proper time for strength and not for drunkenness, making wise decisions. B, wisdom understands the benefits of guarding against procrastination. Through sloth, the roof sinks in. And through indolence, the house leaks. If you sit around and do nothing, your house is going to fall apart. That isn't an issue of God's sovereignty. That's an issue of laziness. Okay? If you're not going to do anything, it's going to bring about troubles. It's going to bring about heartaches. Uh, There is wisdom in being industrious. It is useful to work hard. It is good to be willing to put your back to the labor. Wisdom understands the proper uses of resources. Bread is made for laughter, wine for gladness, and money answers everything. We don't understand that in the absolute sense. You know, we know money can't buy happiness, you've heard that. The scripture has much to say about putting your trust in riches opposed to putting your trust in God. But the flip side of that is the wise person sees the value of having money. The wise person sets a little aside for the rainy day. The wise person realizes that money can be valuable in a whole host of situations. So you just don't despise money, you just don't say it doesn't matter it's no value Okay, I'm just going to trust the Lord about the future, we certainly want to trust the Lord, but there's a human responsibility, this is talking about the human responsibility side D, wisdom understands the benefits of discretion Ecclesiastes 10.20, even in your thoughts do not curse the king nor in your bedroom curse the rich For a bird of the air will carry your voice, or some creature will tell the matter. It's another aspect of guarding your tongue. If you talk about people, it's likely to get back to them. The things you say behind people's backs, a lot of times, comes to their face. It's not wise. It's not wise to be talking about people putting people down, thinking that I'm just telling one or two people, I'm saying this in secret, I'm saying this in confidence. Well, it has a way of getting out. So the wise person thinks about what they are saying. E, wisdom understands the benefits of patience in reading, reaping its, of being patient and reaping its rewards. Ecclesiastes 11.1, cast your bread upon the waters for you will find it after many days. The idea is it will come back to you. It will come back to you. Um, wait. Not every thing that happens has an immediate positive response. Five. Wisdom understands the basic principles of risk taking. First, wisdom understands the benefits of diversification. Ecclesiastes 11.2, give a portion to seven or even to eight, for you know not what disaster may happen on earth. You don't know what's going to happen. So diversify. You hear it all the time in investing. Uh, Don't own just one stock. Diversify. Don't put all your money just in stocks. Put it also in cash. Put it also in stocks, bonds. Uh, Diversify. Buy real estate. Don't just think about one kind of investment. The much more common uh, delineation is don't put all your eggs in one basket. Simply that's what it's saying here. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Wisdom understands that things happen over which we have no control. If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves on the earth. That's the way it works. Once a cloud is full, it dumps its water. That's gonna happen. You know that. Now these next few go together. Wisdom understands that if you never take a risk, you will never do anything. Ecclesiastes 11.4, he who observes the wind will not sow, he who regards the clouds will not reap. This is an agrarian society, Israel. And so being a farm boy this one means a lot. We often would uh, grow hay on the farm and we had cattle and sometimes we would immediately uh, take the uh, hay off and use it for silage and then there were times in which we would want to bale the hay. Well, when you bale hay, you want to make sure it's dry. And if Hay gets wet and you bale it when it's wet, it's going to mold, it's going to rot. It's gonna be bad. So a farmer wants to be sure that when he mows the field, that he has time for it to dry and time for it to bale before it rains. And so when my dad was ready to mow the field, he would say to me, what do you think? Think it's gonna rain today? And he'd look up, and he'd listen to the weather forecast, and he'd go out on a nice sunny day and mow the field and wait for it to dry, and then we'd bale it. But Ecclesiastes 11.4 says, he who observes the wind will not sow, and he who rains the clouds will not reap. So see, is wisdom understands if you never take a risk, you will never do anything. You can't be absolutely sure it's not gonna rain. You can't be absolutely sure that you're not gonna have a freak storm that's gonna come up. If all you ever do is think about the potentials of not being successful, well, you're never gonna sow, you're never gonna reap, it's never gonna happen. Wisdom understands that risk assessment is limited. Ecclesiastes 11.5. And as you do not know the way the spirit comes to the bones of the woman woman with child so you do not know the work of God who makes everything so you don't know the future you don't know what is going to happen two years three years you don't know what happens next year you don't know what happens in the six months people like to think that they do James warns against the person who sells, says I'm going to go into a city and I'm going to buy and sell and get great gain. You don't know. You don't know. That isn't to totally disabilitate you and, and so you can never make a decision because you don't know the future. It's just simply saying the wise person understands we're extremely limited in making our decisions based on our Understanding of risk. Better, ultimately, to put your trust in God. There's where our confidence needs to be. We need to be wise in assessing risk, but we can't disregard God. E, wisdom learns to function in a risky world. Ecclesiastes 11.6. In the morning sow your seed, and in the evening withhold not your hand for you will do not know which will prosper this or that whether both alike will be good so the emphasis here is on don't just do nothing but take risk take risk qualified risk for you don't know you don't know but don't always be The pessimist, be the optimist, and believe that God is going to help you as you take that risk. Wisdom is indeed profitable. Let's pray. Almighty God, help us to be people who exercise wisdom. Help us to guard our tongues. Help us to use wisdom as we work, that we work smarter, not harder. Help us to see that industry pays off, hard work, that we need to be and patient and waiting for results. And Lord, help us in a risky world to have confidence in you, not to be presumptuous, not to be fool-hearted, but Lord, to step out in faith and do difficult things, asking for you to help, for you to bless, for you to prosper. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.